My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip. We open with that uh, <laughs> yeah, sing-along thing I sent along last night. Did you see that? Um, the sing-along. Which one did you send last night? Oh, the uh, stay the f*** at home. Yeah, I, I, I okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bob and Zip with Ed Kelly. So, uh, first an announcement. This podcast might wait, be... Wait, wait, I'm not recording yet. Wait I'm recording. Second. This podcast might be not safe for work. <clears throat> so, yes. I think we should close with that one. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, because why it, don't we open with something that's appropriate for the beginning of a race? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do have it ready to go. Are you guys ready? Go for I, it. I am. I, by the way, now, did, Ed, did you find that offensive? Um, I honestly did not get a chance to open it because I oh, got it late. Oh, good, good. It's, yeah. it's just <clears throat> funny. It's All right, we're going to talk though. about this. I have a pile of stuff I have to listen to, including, I guess, Bob Dylan wrote a three-day song that it's going to take three days to listen to. So we're going to get to that. But let's wow. let's open with the family-friendly piece. First, the Bob and Zip cast with Ed Kelly is underway. Welcome to the Bob and Zip cast with Ed Kelly. Whew, got to wash those hands. That's our own twisted tune, which is taking the internet by drizzle. <laughs> you had to top the other guys, didn't you? <laughs> what do you mean the other guys? The other guy, the other version of that song that was repetitious. Wasn't that that song or was that so, another beautiful song? So there, first of all, yeah. a, and you guys know this because we talked about it. Mm -hmm. The idea for that song was hatched in the Maple Sugar House. Before I had any idea anybody else would do a song, so well, I just stayed the course, uh, like like a good little microbe <laughs> that you are. There you are, amoeba, you. There are other coronaviruses out there. That's yes. not going to make the big baddest one uh, slow down. Well. Anyway, no. Uh, the, the idea of this, that song was to not talk about uh, death and viruses and pandemics, yeah. but really to just be a fun song that kids could sing along. 
and wash their hands. And, and Zip, don't you agree that Sugar House does sound like a really cheap brothel in Vegas somewhere? <laughs> yes, it Sugar does. House. I've often Am I, is it just that. me? I mean, and by the know. way, they could also have like a vented chimney with steam coming out. That would be fun. I like awesome. a neon know, steam. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was just like kind of like a Walter White spinoff, and he had like razor wire and sure. fence surrounding it. But I'm horny as hell, and I need to get laid. <laughs> yes. It, by the way, oh, may Walter I, White. Wait a minute. Wrong yeah. Walter. Sir. May, may right, I right. say it's you so nice to be supported bad. by loving, supportive people. Yes. Thank you. Jesse, we have a cook. Okay. <laughs> Mr. White, chill out. I'll be there. Jesse, you don't understand. If we don't get this sap boiled down, Bob is going out of business. <laughs> wow. Two half-gallon jugs. One box. How hard is this to do? <laughs> Brian Cranston, very nice. Uh, thank thank you, you, thank you. Okay, it's Bob and Zip, uh, along with Ed Kelly, and this is a special edition, uh, as most of our podcasts are doing special editions. Why? Well, because things are happening so fast, and this is a sharing time. Uh, I think we're all experiencing close friends, people we haven't talked to in a long time, uh, and, and a, feel, a feeling of needing to be connected, and also, perhaps a feeling of needing to disconnect from the things that divide us and separate. It's, it's it, true. Yeah. There's a dichotomy there that is sort of always there. You, you, one minute you're, you're looking to kind of just, just close yourself and crawl up in a ball in the corner, and then and the next minute as you see an ad on television, you think, you know who I haven't talked to in a while? Mm -hmm. This person. And then you make a call or send an email or a text or whatever. You're or you that? get one. You doing that too? Like, do you have any specific yeah. people you haven't talked to in a long time? Uh, no, but Adrian Munoz reached out to me, and so did Real Bob. And you know, by that I mean Real Bob James, whom we oh yeah, used. wow, yeah. oh yeah. yeah so, yeah. so people that you know might not call every day just do. And even my sister-in-law, who seldom reaches out, is concerned because she's watching the American media from the Canadian side, and Detroit is now a hot spot. In fact, it's been Michigan has been declared an emergency hmm. zone, a uh, disaster zone. Uh, thank you to the battle back and forth between Gretchen Whitner, Whitmer and uh, Donald Trump. But she's, Ooh, that she's worried. Ugly? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not kidding. But uh, he called her Gretchen half Whitmer. So uh, I don't know if he has a problem with women in power because it always seems that the people he picks on are female. All right. Hold Maybe. on one second. We're six minutes, 30 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. You mentioned uh, and Trump. the first, uh, you know. Hating on the president has occurred. So I'm, I'm going to say something that's not going to sound like me. Okay. He's doing the best he can. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But uh, I'm starting to believe that we'll have the election and we'll have that stuff later. But for now, it, it, it's counterproductive to – because I think it whips us up into more anxiety yeah. uh, to worry about okay. politics. And and I say this as someone who has – and you guys know this. I, have, I make it a point because I, when I was on the radio – I didn't want to. I didn't want to do a liberal radio show. I didn't want to do a conservative radio show. Right. I, I wanted to that. just be accessible to all people, and so uh, I have lots of like. I I search out friends who disagree with me, mm -hmm. and try to maintain those friendships uh, by having empathy and understanding where they're coming from, and uh, it's gotten harder, but. 
uh, I still think it's one of the most important things. Like leading by example means that if you think the whole idea is that the country should come together, you won't get there by being just like the side you oppose and, and you know, going out and calling them names. And, and, and it's, it's so weird. It's a, it's a, um, what is that word for something that's anti-productive? Uh, it's <laughs> counterproductive. It's <laughs> counterproductive, but it's also a paradox. That's the word I was looking for okay. yeah. is, uh, I mean, I have friends who, um, who, you know, have large red, white, and blue signs in their yard. Yeah. And they, uh, I end up looking at them and go, Oh, they don't know. They're not educated. And then I realize I'm acting like an elite. That because I know more than they do about certain things. Certain like, for example, things. my friend Hank, uh, and even you, Ed, when it comes to fixing a broken lawnmower motor, <laughs> I'm an ignoramus. <laughs> I'm uneducated. <laughs> Anything I would say about the lawnmower is likely to be said in an anger. <laughs> yeah. it's I like, remember pointing out the carburetor. Yeah. Like, oh, is that what that is? Is that what that is? <laughs> and I'm likely, to, I'm likely to not know what I'm talking about. And one of the things about the human condition is that applies to all of us. We're all, I mean, we only have so many hours of the day to try and, you know, eke out a living, love certain people, can stay connected with people. And then the whole, it's a, to me, it's a huge responsibility to be informed about all of humanity, you know, seven billion earthlings on a planet and be able to talk intelligently about the intricacies of finance and government and, you know, and philosophy. We don't know what we're talking about. We only know. Uh, and that's why these kinds of conversations which I'm having all by myself at the moment. Bob, but well, Bob, do you think I was, I was waiting for a second to jump in? I really was, but I didn't have a crowbar handy. That's so. okay. Let me, let me try this. Trust me, I'll be lazy in a few minutes. And they're off. Getting up for work is off to an early lead, but here comes, oh, I forgot I work from home now. And then it's got to take a shower, which is quickly overtaken by screw it, I'll shower later. And wash my hands takes the lead, but look out for conference call to my pajamas. Conference call is quickly followed by I touched a doorknob but now it's wash your hands here comes touched a light switch in the lead but quickly overtaken again by wash your hands and as they come down the line wash your hands is neck and neck with social distancing but it's a come from behind finish and the winner is hopefully this will all be over soon <laughs> oh. by the way Ed, you're doing that. such a great job on those things and we should make a plug for the universal comedy network that you work with uh, that is a network through radio stations throughout the country. Thank you. I appreciate that. Speaking oh. of Universal, the question that I really had in mind, I just threw that in for a laugh. Do you think that this is giving America more of a, a, a world view, being that Italy is suffering, you know, no. as, as badly? No. I, sadly, sadly, no. I think it's giving people with a world view more of a need for antidepressants. Ah, yeah. Uh, but or I, think, I bet you alcohol sales are through the roof. I bet they are. They are. Yeah, oh, they are. Uh, Zip, what do you say? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I guess with it, with that uh, kind. Which one of us? Because we just both disagree. I agree with both sides. So well. yeah. No, what I was going to say. I just wanted to jump back to that. I I did see a, a commentary. I believe it was one of the news services. They were talking to one of the governors. 
who was uh, taking issue with Trump. But then he said, and I thought this was really important, he says, you know, I want this president to win. I don't particularly care for him, but in this situation, I totally, I just want him to win. I want him to be successful. Everybody does. And by the way, that's good. good. That's good. Uh, Ed, you're a Canadian, so please stay at the border for another minute. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you through customs, but we have some face masks coming through right now. And a ventilator. So I'm sorry, you're going to have to stay in the parking lot over there. <laughs> it make me no, look better. Let me respond to you. Because it's so good to hear you say that. Because um, the the thing about the thing about where we're at now is, and and Democrats should really worry about this. And I'm violating my own rule about not talking about politics, but it's okay. Be careful because you could wind up rooting for a huge death toll just because you're angry at this man and. That's wrong. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, Ed, it um, uh, come on through. Uh, what's your purpose of their visitor in the United States here today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm but a guest here, Bob. Okay. I can't even uh, vote. Can, may I see your visa again, please? <laughs> well, if we're getting into birther issues, I mean, you know, I, I'd have to phone home and get it from somebody. Okay. Yeah. One thing I have noticed no. is that the uh, numbers in Canada are way, way lower Obviously, way lower than the United States. It's also a tenth of the population. Yeah, tenth of the population. Also, I mean, have you seen Bob and Doug McKenzie? Uh, They're only going to give it to each other. They're not. Social distancing is what what their whole career was about. They don't have a career. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, Uh, Canada. Well, look, at this point, we don't know. The odd thing about the numbers at this point is if you look at deaths, China didn't even have – it's like 3,000-something. China didn't have as many deaths from the coronavirus as we already have this year from the flu, and they have mm. 1.5 billion people. Billion. So you have to say either they did something amazing with their draconian measures or, as some people say – the people with the big signs in their yard, maybe they lied about the numbers. Uh, I'm sure they spin just as anybody does, but they're under the microscope, literally. Uh, so I don't know how much they could, they could cover up. Uh, and then you look at us, and we're poised to be uh, the world leader. Yes. The epicenter, the place which is probably going to have the most uh, mortality. And, and yet we don't know because it does really appear that isolating, sheltering in place, and all the things we're doing to be careful do help. They just help in three weeks. So we, Yeah, we're, unless you live in Georgia and don't read English uh, or Okay, hold on. Set. That's the third diss. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and by the way, that's, that's the biggest danger, I think, to our country. is that we think our enemy is a politician or each other and not the virus. So, so, uh, I mean, one way to look at this is we all have access to as much media as we want. It's like a buffet. And you can grab the spoon that 18 people sneezed on if you want. (laughs) Wow. A veritable cornucopia. Yeah. Or you can carefully uh, microwave what you got under the sneeze guard. Yes. We're all informed in that regard, and we just want to make seconds. make each other informed, and you know everybody's going to do what they're going to do. I mean, the whole idea of Easter. Uh-huh. I mean, 
the Easter Bunny won't even come out on Easter, and and, and, and <laughs> he's not even vulnerable. So, uh, anyways, crazy. Uh, we do have a lot of stuff to play and a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, some of the stuff you sent me at is really, really funny. With New York completely abandoned, yeah, and almost quarantined. The famous bull, the charging bull in the financial district. You've all seen that statue on the news. Yesterday, a nude woman straddled the famous charging bull, probably an out-of-work stripper looking for some attention. <laughs> well, and, she was and, from an upscale club. I'll tell right. you that. And Ed sends me the pics, the story, and it says, click here for a peek, which is yeah. like works, work safe, Pete. Not work safe, Pete. Not, uh, oh, and by the way, you know what I get on the New York Post? It seems we can't find what you're looking for. Oh no! Really? I did not. They they got rid of it. Oh, they must have put it down in between the time I sent it to you. Then I wonder why. And when I watch it, well, maybe who knows? Because well, the post. I mean, it's not exactly a highbrow uh, broadsheet <laughs> <laughs> publication. It's sort of a tabloid. You know, and kudos for the most part to most Americans for you know the lack of civil unrest. It's been relatively. Uh, you know, mild out there. Yes. As far as people reacting crazily, other than the a little bit of hoarding there at the grocery store. Yeah, but toilet paper hoarding is not going to go down as one of the most famous <laughs> battles of our and, of our country. And then you got the mask issues. You got people making masks. The pure the uh, the distilleries making Purell. Uh, then you've got the perfume companies that now are starting to take advantage of the same thing, as at least as I understand mm. it. The perfume companies. Yeah. Is this a the setup? fragrance that announces there are no viruses on my hands. Oh, That distinct bouquet of aloe and rubbing alcohol. Oh, <laughs> For when you want to say, I didn't have time to wash my hands, so I just squirted some of this goop on them. Oh, just one pump and rub briskly in your hands until dry. Oh, if you're getting closer than six feet, you want to smell antiseptic. Oh, Depurel. Oh, Depurel. Not available anywhere because everyone's run out. <laughs> or hoarded it. One or the other. And they're still nice. price gouging for Purell, is that right? In Chicago, um, 20 bucks for an eight ounce off brand bottle. Oh. Yeah. At a gas station. Oh, I see the receipt. What? It's a Shell gas station. Well, if you're yeah. if you're going for your medical supplies at a Shell <laughs> gas station, I think you deserve whatever they. Call. But he went there because everybody else's shelves were empty. Bob, yeah. shelves were empty. That's still. Why. If you're looking at the oil price war, um, feel sorry <laughs> for your gas stations. Give them the twenty yes. bucks. I guess okay. you can make your own. Of course, uh, there's all sorts of do-it-yourself, make-your-own recipes on the internet. Are there? When are you gonna flip the sap shack? To making Purell. Couldn't she do it there somehow? Yeah. Uh, so I've got, I'm done with the syrup, by the way, uh, because the sap started coming in bitter uh, as it does in the springtime. It starts. Now, don't talk about zip that way. Yeah. You've been friends for years. <laughs> yeah. You can't just no, call uh, people names. As the, the buds appear, can, may, I, may I just be a scientist for a second? Yes, go ahead. As the buds appear on the maple trees, the sap gets um, cloudier, and at first it, it tastes great. It's good, dark, more maple flavor. But then as we get closer and closer to actual buds, uh, 
the uh, it starts to get a little just a hint of a bitter kind of a taste, and some people even like it, but I don't, and I, I'm not going to send it out to anybody. So I was in the As middle. As the of, buds yeah. appear on the maple trees, <laughs> you'll never get a better syrup than Bob the Mother right. Schmucker Rivers. <laughs> That's the Schmuckers guy. I get it. Or Smuckers, not Schmuckers. That's a whole Mason different Adams. Yeah. Okay. Mason Adams. Oh man. All right, let's uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about what's going on online. There are. Lots of things going viral online. Uh, the, our twisted tune, of course, is you know is twenty five or thirty thousand views, which is small. Um, it's a Beatles thing, and a lot of radio stations are playing it because we've shared it with all our friends. But the uh, the best, some of the best stuff, are videos made by ordinary people. Yes, and um, on TikTok, for example. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the smartest people are publishing it everywhere. Like I put our song up on uh, uh, Facebook, and my, and my son was like, "Well, do you have it on Instagram? Do you have it on Twitter? Do you have it on this?" I was like, "Can I just hire somebody to put it on all those places?" I did. I, yeah, and why haven't you shaven? <laughs> <laughs> just where'd your hair go? <laughs> but anyway, this song uh, Zip and I found for our radio show on Saturday, and it's a husband and wife sitting at the piano. The visual is Archie and Edith Bunker, <laughs> like they're about to sing Those Were the Days. Oh, jeez. And the song itself is it, its sort of similar in a way, but it's a husband and wife. Uh, let me see how many, how many views. It's, it's views. like six point something million oh on just one platform. So just a husband and wife. did, And this is the stuff I really like. You know, no, uh, yeah, no advertising budget, as far as I know. And then it'll come out that Purell underwrote this. <laughs> no, you like the organic yeah. stuff, though. But they're yeah. doing a Simon and Garfunkel song, and it's really beautifully done. I'm sitting here in isolation, waiting for the vaccination. Markets down, the stores are closed, retirement plans are surely hosed, toilet paper's running low, it's a good thing I don't have to go, we're all homebound, how long will we still be homebound, home, keeping social distance, home, without friends assistance, home, government's insistence stuck in our houses I'm getting used to sleeping late should clean the house but it can wait I try to work from my PC but soon the fridge is calling me I eat some snacks turn on TV without Netflix what would life be Those are the best lyrics, anyway. You can find them uh, online. What are the, uh, you said they were Archie and Edith. I was, I was figuring it was enough that you know, boy, the way Glenn Campbell played. <laughs> <laughs> New York has a gay parade. <laughs> now these guys haven't got it made with each other. You know? <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. Do you uh, did you record that? 
No. <laughs> I just made it up. That was really good off the top of your head. Let's do that one. Ed Living. <laughs> uh, although right now, if you did something great that had nothing to do with the coronavirus, I don't know if it would be, you know, would well, have a could, chance. Well, we could easily steer it that direction, just not off the cuff. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, last night I participated in a Zoom gathering. Yes. That's how Howard Stern's doing it. Uh, before that, I was in a living room conference FaceTime conversation with my son and his family for probably close to an hour and a half. Uh, before that, I was talking to another friend who wanted someone to talk to. Yesterday, for the fact that Lisa and I were all alone at the house, yesterday felt like we'd had this massive party. And when all the guests finally left, we were like... Oh, that was fun, but I'm worn out. Is that strange? <laughs> uh, well, emotionally taxing equals physically taxing. Yeah. I mean, it really does drain you. And, you know, I have uh, social anxiety, which is, of course, why I made myself a radio personality, so I can <laughs> yeah. really experience yeah, there's, it. And there's no tomatoes in radio, by the way. But but are you guys experiencing that too? I'm like it feels like my day is more booked up because a friend of mine will text me and say I'm doing live trivia at the pub at five o'clock. Please come on, online. Another friend will say I'm doing a concert from my house, a solo. I'm playing guitar. Please come online. And you feel like supporting your friends means absolutely got to do that, got to do this, and you start filling your calendar. And and then like my friend Rob. He, emailed me and he said, Bob Dylan just did this 17-minute song about the Kennedy assassination until now, and it's just amazing. And I'm like, oh, 17 minutes? Doesn't he know? Like, we're really strapped for time. But but it's it's apparently very, very good. Uh, but the cat ate my MP3. I haven't played it yet. Mm. The um, cat ate your MP3. In addition to that, many large bands, musicians, performers are doing online concerts. It started with, I think Zip and I talked about this, the Dropkick Murphys on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but now it's it's gone to daily. Who's online doing free concerts? Exactly. And, uh, and that's fascinating. But I've been taking care of the people I'm close to or reconnecting with more than... In other words, I don't have time to click on all these links. Yeah. You're one man. Mm. And uh, What can I do? When you have a high, pro well, you know, I, I have a suggestion for you, actually. Yeah. I'm still stuck in the house. I've binged everything on Netflix. I've beaten all my video games. I don't know what else to do. Maybe you should try reading a book. Reading a book? <laughs> that sounds like homework. Reading a book can help you pass the time while using your imagination. You're imagining things if you think I'm going to read. What am I, an old lady? Come on, give it a shot. <laughs> Fine. Where do I get a book? A library? No, it's closed for social distancing a bookstore no those closed years ago well, how am i gonna read a book then you can order one online great so in two days i can read a book what do i do until then um scooch over on the couch maybe there's something on <laughs> disney plus we haven't seen yet <laughs> you can be the big spoon bob you're doing a great job oh, with those things Ed. Yeah. we're really really oh, good. Yeah. let's, can't give, let's give it up for ed kelly yeah, <laughs> i mean they're very inventive and they're actually they actually have a positive message can we credit the writers at the university? No, no, that's well. Ed Kelly did it all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Okay, but it's you. You're the performer, and so yeah. sure, just like Elvis had people that wrote. Who are your writers? 
Uh, there were dozens of guys, man. Mm. I never know who these cats are because I'm doing everything virtually. You know, Elvis has literally left the building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the folks at Universal Comedy Network, right? In Manhattan, yes. Yeah. And there's like two or three of them in a row. I met them, and they're, they're millennials, right? They're, they're uh, Largely, yeah. yeah. Um, I know the girl was. Anyway, uh, there's other guys, too, stringers, if you will, that okay. uh, they take they, submissions oh, from. So. Wow, it's good yeah. stuff. Hey, yeah. I sent the guy from Universal Comedy Network the Beatles song, mm-hmm. and uh, I got nothing back, which... Haven't m- heard back? Leads me to believe that his response was, okay, boomer. No, I, I, I think he may not have gotten to it. I think that he, too, like, I know they pu- right. pushed back my session back an hour and a half for rewrites. Should I have week. put in the header of the email, I know Ed Kelly? No, you should have put a 50 in the envelope. Is what you <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so not only am I not getting paid to make this stuff, I'm paying people, and, which is funny because I did boost the Facebook post a little bit just to see. If we get, and you know what I did on the Facebook boost? Have you ever bought ads on Facebook? No. I put 50 bucks on it, and you can select the type of people, and I selected oh, people yeah. who like uh, comedy, mm-hmm. and you can select the physical geographic location, oh, and I, yeah. I selected London, England. Oh, oh, well, because we're so much bigger, it's like kind of like Motown. Well, know? and I also thought Paul McCartney would be like, do dee do dee do and he'd yeah. be on his computer. <laughs> And he'd go, I'd like to help just, those boys. I, I could send them a selfie of me washing me hands. I don't I do have it. enough money. I think I should sue them. <laughs> That's probably what he's going to say. Probably. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and then actually, Ringo going, peace and love, no more signing anything. That, well, so. Ringo, so uh, Bob Goodell, our, our, uh, our market manager for Worcester at the yes. Pike radio station where Zip and I uh, play a show on Saturday afternoons. He knows Ringo Starr's management. Wow. And I said, he said, should I reach out to Ringo Starr? And I said, yeah, you know what? Uh, no one's going to get mad about helping to save lives. I'm hoping. I, I mean, I think both Ringo and Paul are very into peace and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ringo says it a lot more. Yes. Uh, that's his make America great again. That's his make the world great. His slogan. branding, sure. Yeah, peace and love. And McCartney is like singing on the elevator with people, you know, <laughs> on nighttime shows and, and yeah. riding a cab with that, uh, who was that late yes. night host? Oh, the English guy, the yeah. chubby cat, The chubby yeah. English guy. He loves that yeah. when we talk about him that way. <laughs> <laughs> apo- I'm so politically incorrect. Uh, no, it's okay. Really. Uh, anyway, so, I, I, you know, I think they'd both love it. And I, if each one of them would wash their hands and do like a selfie of that and smile and give a thumbs up, then yeah. that would be great. Oh, that oh. would uh, that I, would boot it. I would it. send them some maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, work in the room. Bob. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot, it's a lot to hope for. Where's that plug ding? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but this is barter. I'm working for barter. Okay. Okay. If All you right. guys got something to sell, uh, if you have some Purell in your trunk, zip. Now's the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. You hoarder. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's look at some of the other things that are going on. Um, sure. People in Chicago are finding creative ways to get hospital workers the supplies they need. You've seen the pictures of nurses with garbage bag suits, uh, boat tarps, face shields. Uh, And this one woman, uh, I guess, did 
and it's online, did some face shields, and a Northside Boating Company saw it and said, we can make those, and they started making hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good luck getting them past the FDA. Well, the FDA these days is the get-out-of-the-way organization, from what I understand. They are. Non-surgical use only. Right. Uh, And that's kind of interesting. And, of course, the government now has enacted that military order ordering companies to make ventilators. Uh, All of this is good. And people will say it should have been done a long time ago, but that's not how we are in America. Mm -hmm. You know, we... Do uh, things just in time. We do, if most of our businesses have just-in-time uh, inventories, but also it takes a while to, to turn this, um, this. We're like the Titanic. We yeah. see an iceberg up ahead, but it's in China. Uh, keep playing, that's an man. Inherent, yeah. That's an inherent uh, uh, thing brain. with bureaucracy. Yes. It's just the, it's the way it operates, you know, yeah. to try to cut the red tape. And in this case, it, history will show that living under a dominating dictator helped the coronavirus response. Doesn't mean we all wanna just take a world leader and make him a dictator. Or maybe it does. (laughs) (laughs) Please, now you're giving me social anxiety. I know. (laughs) Except that our dictator really, did you see the, uh, the meme, and I'm gonna do a Trump thing, where he goes, I want you to die so we can get back to work. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And yeah. and there is some of that. Uh, there is some of this, you know, they're the old and the weak anyway. Yeah. yeah. And make a terrible soap opera, by the way. <laughs> the old and the weak. And now the old and the weak. I don't want to go yet, <laughs> damn it. I got a lot of jing in the bank. I got fun to have. Screw you, millennials. <gasps> beep, 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 beep. Yeah, stop, that stop, bit would be stop. too harsh for your comedy network, but <laughs> it, it, it really is like grandpa take one for the team yeah. so that your grandchildren won't have a messed up economy. You got to hand it to Fauci for, for being uh, using for measured no. words. Well, that yeah. was aspirational. I love that. Term. Well, and, and by the way, I, I do hand it to him. And who's the lady doctor? That was on Meet the Press this morning. God, I can't remember her name. Uh, but she was asked so many direct questions. And, uh, and she was polite in all of them. Mm-hmm. Clearly focused just on doing what she could. You know, yes, I realize I'm wearing the equivalent of a garbage bag. <laughs> when it comes to my ability to tell you the truth. But, yeah. uh, but you know, we're doing what we can. And they're, they're empowered. Instead of not helping the states, they're empowering the states. It's a little like World War II when they took every little scrap of any material mm-hmm. and it, it just became valuable because of the, the, the greater good. And then the other that question uh, everybody has is, when will it be over? Whew. There's a term I, I, I that you don't hear too months. often. What? Oh, uh, greater good. Mm. The greater mm. good. Sounds good to me. Mm. And that's all I'm saying. And you know who's good for the greater good? And I've, I've worked three days at the radio station this, this uh, week, and they wipe down everything between every show with mm. something very strong because it still hangs in the air when you go into the studio. And that is the um, janitorial staff. And I have a salute to them. Salute to if the janitors. Yeah. Janitorials, excuse me. Well, the people who help, yeah. Real, the real corona here. The Bob and Zipcast with Ed Kelly presents 
Today, we salute janitorial and cleaning staff workers. Janitorial and cleaning staff workers. The global pandemic has made a mess of the world, and someone needs to clean it up. And you, armed only with bleach and disinfectant, have set out to kick some COVID butt. Wipe it out with Clorox wipes. Mr. Coronavirus, meet Mr. Clean. They're gonna scrub you off the face of the earth. Yeah. Some places must remain open. Grocery stores, hospitals, banks, fire and police stations. And it's all made possible by those dedicated to making the world sparkle once more. Janitorial and cleaning staff workers. The real Coronavirus. Corona Heroes. Janitorial and cleaning staff workers. It's a dirty job, and you're doing it. This is the NSFW, not safe for work, cut. That is uh, striking uh, gold on the internet. I would think it is. It's it's succinct, shall we say. Well, and yeah. And, verbiage. and this gentleman who sang it. It's really amazing, but... Uh, you know, it, it's funny. If you look at the... At first, I thought, is that David Letterman? It's because it was kind of a... Oh, it looks like David Letterman at first. That's why I clicked on the picture now that you oh, mentioned that's it. Cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. Thank you to Chris Franklin for these lyrics. <laughs> the world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 <laughs> kids or you're living on your own... Lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home. But I feel fine, I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the fuck at home. From LA through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. <laughs> the only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. <laughs> Stay the fuck at home. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I actually think that in this particular wartime situation, yes, that's rated PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's He's going to be touring se- seniors' homes as soon as it's healthy to do touring so. Touring seniors' homes. Boom. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Uh, but isn't that, oh, isn't that the antidote for the divisiveness? I mean, it's just yeah. basically, okay, something we can all rally around. He reminded me a little bit of the PBS guy that used to do a piano and do commentary. What was his name? Do you remember him? Uh, it might be him. I mean, think about no. it. There's no name uh, on this Unless thing. he's aged, yeah. He, um, <laughs> he just calls his channel coronavirus disease. That's all its oh. channel is called. <laughs> and he links- Maybe that's what we need to add to the end of Zipcast. <laughs> <laughs> just... Zipcast is now called the coronavirus disease. <laughs> yeah. Catch it. Coming to your yes. Going viral now. soon. <laughs> uh, by the way, Jeff Adams says governments should play this daily instead of their press conferences. It'd be more effective. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Tom Lehrer of the Corona era. Yeah. In this world, the introvert is king. <laughs> yeah. The National Guard should drive around the beaches and wherever there are huge gatherings, blaring this from huge loudspeakers until they diverse. <laughs> That's good. Well, so they were doing that. They were actually doing that. They were. Yeah. There were people driving down, on the down on, on spring break in Florida. Yeah. Other people thought he was Letterman too. Looks like he had a lot of free time to learn piano <laughs> after retiring from the Late Show. <laughs> the world's gone crazy, and we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip, folks. I'm taking a liberty here, but I'm assuming that Bill Gates. And the TED Talk folks won't mind. Uh, I'm going to give you the audio from a TED Talk Bill Gates did in 2015. In it, he talks about how we're not prepared for a pandemic. Now, he'll talk about the next thing that kills a lot of people won't look like this. And the visual is a mushroom cloud. Then he'll say it'll look more like this. And it's a virus. It looks exactly like COVID-19. I'm not trying to steal uh, Bill Gates's talk. Because uh, if you're out jogging and listening to this, I want you to go right back to TED Talks and look this thing up and watch him perform it. It's only eight minutes and change. Check it out. When I was a kid, the disaster we worried about most was a nuclear war. That's why we had a barrel like this down in our basement, filled with cans of food and water. When the nuclear attack came, we were supposed to go downstairs, hunker down, and eat out of that barrel. <laughs> Today, the greatest risk of global catastrophe doesn't look like this. Instead, it looks like this. If anything, Kills over 10 million people in the next few decades. It's most likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. Not missiles, but microbes. Now, part of the reason for this is that we have invested a huge amount in nuclear deterrence, but we've actually invested very little in a system to stop an epidemic. We're not ready for the next epidemic. Let's look at Ebola. I'm sure all of you read about it in the newspaper.、Uh, lots of tough challenges. I followed it、uh, carefully through the、uh, case analysis tools we use to track polio eradication. And as you look at what went on, the problem wasn't that there was a system that didn't work well enough. The problem was that we didn't have a system at all. In fact, there are some pretty obvious. Uh, key missing pieces. We didn't have a group of epidemiologists ready to go who would have gone, seen what the disease was, see how far it had spread.、Uh, the case reports came in on paper.、Uh, it was very delayed before they were put online, and they were extremely inaccurate. We didn't have a medical team ready to go. We didn't have a way of preparing people. Now, Medicine Sans Frontieres did a great job orchestrating volunteers. But even so, we were far slower than we should have been getting the thousands of workers into these countries, and a large epidemic would require us to have hundreds of thousands of workers. 
There was no one there to look at treatment approaches. Uh, no one to look at the diagnostics. No one to, to figure out what tools should be used. As an example, uh, we could have taken the blood of survivors, processed it, and put that plasma back in people to protect them. Uh, but that was never tried. So there was a lot that was missing, and these things are really a global failure. The WHO is funded to monitor epidemics, but not to do these things I talked about. Now, in the movies, it's quite different. There's a group of handsome epidemiologists <laughs> ready to go. They move in, they save the day, but that's just pure Hollywood. The failure to prepare could allow the next epidemic to be dramatically more devastating than Ebola. Let's look at the progression of Ebola over this year. About 10,000 people died, and nearly all were in the three West African countries. There's three reasons why it didn't spread more. The first is there was a lot of heroic work by the health workers. They found the people and they prevented more infections. The second is the nature of the virus. Ebola does not spread through the air. And by the time you're contagious, most people are so sick that they're bedridden. Third, it didn't get into many urban areas, and that was just luck.、Uh, if it had gotten into a lot more urban areas,、uh, the case numbers would have been much larger. So next time, we might not be so lucky.、Uh, you can have a virus where people feel well enough while they're infectious that they get on a plane or they go to a market. The source of the virus could be a natural epidemic like Ebola, or it could be bioterrorism. And so there are things that would literally make things a thousand times worse. In fact, let's look at a model of a virus、uh, spread through the air、uh, like the Spanish flu、uh, back in 1918. So here's what would happen: it would spread throughout the world very, very quickly, and you can see there's over 30 million people die from that epidemic. So this is a serious problem. We should be concerned, but in fact, we can build a really good response system. We have the benefits of all the science and technology that we talk about here. We've got cell phones to get information from the public and get information out to them. We have satellite maps where we can see where people are and where they're moving. We have advances in biology that should dramatically change the turnaround time to look at a pathogen and be able to make drugs and vaccines. That fit for that、uh, pathogen. So we can have tools, but those tools need to be put into an overall global health system, and we need preparedness. The best lessons, I think, on how to get prepared are again what we do for war. For soldiers, we have full time、uh, waiting to go. We have reserves that can scale us up to large numbers.、Uh, NATO has a mobile unit that can deploy very rapidly. NATO does a lot of war games to check: Are people well trained? Do they understand about fuel and logistics and the same radio frequencies? So they are absolutely ready to go. So those are the kinds of things we need to deal with an epidemic.、Uh, what are the key pieces?、Uh, first is we need strong health systems in poor countries.、Uh, that's where、uh, mothers can give birth safely, kids can get all their vaccines. But also where we'll see the outbreak very early on. 
We need a medical reserve corps. Lots of people who've got the training and background who are ready to go with the expertise. And then we need to pair those medical people with the military, taking advantage of the military's ability to move fast, do logistics, and secure areas. We need to do simulations, germ games, not war games, so that we see where the holes are. The last time a germ game was done in the United States was back in 2001, and it didn't go so well. So far, the score is germs one, people zero. Finally, we need lots of advanced R&D in areas of vaccines and diagnostics. There are some big breakthroughs, like the Dino-associated virus, that could work very, very quickly. Now, I don't have an exact budget for what this would cost. But I'm quite sure it's very modest compared to the potential harm. The World Bank estimates that if we have a worldwide flu epidemic, global wealth will go down by over three trillion dollars, and we'd have millions and millions of deaths. These investments offer significant benefits beyond just being ready for the epidemic.、Uh, the primary health care, the R&D, those things would reduce global health equity and make、uh, the world more just as well as more safe. So I think this should absolutely be a priority. There's no need to panic. We don't have to hoard cans of spaghetti or go down into the basement, but we need to get going because time is not on our side. In fact, if there's one positive thing that can come out of the Ebola epidemic, it's that it can serve as a early warning, a wake-up call to get ready. If we start now, we can be ready. For the next epidemic. Thank you.